0: Welcome to Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. welcome back everyone i am so happy to be here after a small break through the school year i wanted to just welcome you again and before we get side it started today i do want to share with you this amazing guide that's going to help you plan this summer for the upcoming school year in this guide it's called the ultimate guide to a successful school year i'm going to walk you through how you can take those nervous jitters that you may experience during the first week of school and turn that into this confidence you have throughout the school year. This is because you're going to start with the basic steps in this guide to lay the foundation for a successful school year. To download this guide, go to myadventuresinesl.com forward slash ultimate guide. I also want to share with you before we get started today that this summer I am going to be launching a challenge. Yes, it'll be a week-long planning challenge where me and you are going to walk through how to plan for the upcoming school year. You will be able to access the challenge through my podcast on YouTube. I also have it posted in our Facebook group so you can have different avenues to get access to the challenge. Be listening in upcoming weeks on how you can get uh, started with that challenge and how you can join. Now, like we always do, we are going to start off today's episode with a reflection question. Today's question is very simple. How was your school year? What are some areas that you excelled in this school year? And what are some areas of growth? I want you to take a moment to reflect on this question. Pause the podcast if you need to. Do whatever you need to do. But I do want you to think about where you stand and answer honestly, This will allow you to experience growth as an educator. I will actually be answering these same questions this episode. So let's go ahead and dive in. Now, it is the end of the year and most of us are excited just to be done. I know if you're like me, you pack up all your items, you shove them in the closet for the next school year. Side note, I really tried to do better about that this school year. One thing that I noticed that a lot of us do, and including myself, is being intentional how we reflect on the upcoming school year and the previous school year. This can be a missed opportunity for us, and this is a fantastic opportunity for us to grow together as educators. I can relate to this because I did the exact same thing I just talked about last school year when it ended. (laughs) The school year had been difficult for me. I changed schools during the middle of the school year, and I was just ready to be done with everything. Can you imagine I had to pack up twice? I had to move twice. So it was just like I was over it at the end of the school year. So at the end of last school year, I just threw all my items in a couple of boxes and left. That was it. I didn't take a moment to reflect. I just was like, I'm over it. That was my reflection And I left. (laughs) I want to take a moment to be clear that I am not advocating that you work all summer long. But I am saying that reflecting would be a good closure for the school year. I usually have this as part of my personal end of the year closeout, but I skipped it last year. I can tell you, sitting here now, without a doubt, that I felt the effects of not intentionally reflecting on the previous year, last school year. When I returned for the year, I felt scattered brain. I was confused about what direction to take for the school year. I made a promise to myself that I would not make that same mistake again this upcoming school year. That is why I am publicly sharing my detailed process with clear action steps on how you can reflect on this previous school year. So here are my reflections for the school year. I am like in teacher language, I am modeling this for you. So you can do the same thing. So I'm going to start off with reflection number one. This reflection was hard um, for me, but it's the first thing that came to mind when I said, what are some areas of growth? And my first reflection is that I deeply struggle with fulfilling my duty posts for this school year. So if you're like, okay, you're a new teacher, like what is a duty post? So most of us, all of us, are assigned duty posts. And a duty post is where at the beginning of the school day, you may have to monitor the hallway, or you may have to go in the cafeteria like I did and monitor the students eating in the cafeteria. Or you might have to do bus duty, where you're making sure the students all are getting off the bus. You may have to do car line duty, where you're helping the students get out the car, keeping the car line moving. So each teacher has an assigned duty post. Now, am I? Previous school, I did not have a duty post that I'm aware of. Now, I do think thinking back on it, I probably did have a duty post and it was monitoring the hallway and um, it was right by my classroom. So I didn't really have to, you know, do anything, you know, extra. I mean, I was out there anyways in the hall, but that was my duty post. I didn't have bus duty or cafeteria duty in the morning. So this year, transitioning to actually having a duty post where I'm going to the cafeteria was a struggle. (laughs) I was not prepared for the responsibility of having like a morning and afternoon duty post where I actually have to go somewhere. Whereas before I was just in the hall, just checking the bathrooms. And sometimes I even struggle with that. Um, (laughs) Checking the bathrooms and checking the hallway. So I really struggled with that this year, having that specific morning and afternoon duty post. Um, One of the biggest reasons, and I'm just thinking through this, that I struggled was a few reasons. One of the reasons was, you know, I was having family struggles. Um, The second reason was I was transitioning into getting just myself ready for the day to move into getting myself ready and helping a toddler get ready. And one of the third reasons was just letting go of my old lifestyle. And what I mean by old lifestyle is that I normally sleep late um, (laughs) or sleep right up until the time that I'm supposed to get up. And it really wasn't a problem because, like I said, it was just me getting ready. Um, But now I realize that that's just not going to work anymore. And all of this combined didn't have, of course, a positive impact on my duty post. Um, So my action items to address this for this upcoming school year is about three weeks before school starts. I originally planned to just start just getting in a routine. But talking this through with someone, I am actually going to start this two day right now, just getting up, getting the process of getting ready and doing what I need to do before the school, before the day, the night before rather, to help me prepare the morning before. I've always struggled with this. I've always struggled with going to bed on time. I've always struggled with... <laughs> getting my clothes ready the night before. And I when I do do those things and stay consistent with those things, I'm really good the next morning, but then I fall back into the habit of not doing it. So this is something that I really want to commit to this year. I really want to be consistent with because it just makes the morning easier. It just makes my day easier. I don't like feeling rushed in the morning, me getting there on time. So that's one of the things is just starting my routine for the evening and the morning Way before school starts is the first thing I'm gonna do. Um And I am also going to just make a personal pledge to myself, um and you all is that when I need help to reach out and ask for help, um this probably could have helped me out a lot and say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can someone help me out? or is there somebody that can come in and help? There was, thankfully, um, but I should have reached out for help way beforehand. Um, my last action step is just to set a goal for myself each month. This is going to help me stay consistent and making sure that I'm doing the things that I do before and the morning of to stay consistent to make sure I'm being um, part doing my duty post. It's a part of my job and it's an important part of my job. And I'm going to make sure to set those goals to help me stay consistent. Now, my second reflection is, this was a hard one. I came to terms with like the last week of school. Now this one, um, actually surprised me and no, it really didn't surprise me. I think I've known all along you all that I do not like the treasure box in my classroom. I don't like it. Um, (laughs) and I am putting it out of sight. Um, so I'm over the treasure box in my classroom. I didn't like it. I didn't like the effects of the treasure box in my classroom. And just to give you all some background, the previous teacher had a reward system in place where basically when the students come to class, they get a punch card. They get punched every day. I don't, I, record the course, I'm coming in. I don't know if there was any um, um, expectations around it. They just felt like if they come in class and they breathe, they get a punch for the day. Um, and so at the end of the week, they can use their punches to kind of cash in to go to the treasure box. Since it was my first school year teaching at this school, I did not want to implement too many drastic changes for the students since they really love the treasure box. I mean, it they love the treasure box. Um, so I didn't want to just come in and be like, okay, I'm throwing it away. I'm done with it. Um, But the next school year, so this upcoming school year that we're preparing for, the treasure box is going to get a major overhaul. I did not like how the reward system for the treasure box wasn't really attached to any meaningful goals. I always knew that in the beginning. I was like, you know, they just think they can just come in and get a punch. And some days I would tell them, like, you know, you really didn't do your best today. So I'm not going to reward you for that. Like, I know you can do better. I'm not rewarding you for that. Um, we can talk about how you can do better tomorrow. And we did talk about that and it will come in the next day and it will do better. Um, but the students just felt like they can just come in class and they can just get a punch. And that part really bothered me this school year and got under my skin a lot. So my action item for next school year is to attach the reward system to a small, smart goal each week. So every Monday, the students will write out their goals for the week. It can just be a quick goal. It doesn't have to be something... That you know, elaborate. So I want them to write out their goal. We'll start the first couple of weeks of school, or maybe just even the first month of school, us practicing writing these goals. It's going to be a part of their do now on Mondays. And then throughout the week, we're just going to do a minute check-in, just say, hey, are, are you on track to meeting your goal? What are your what are you going to do? Are you doing these items to meet your goal throughout the week? And then on Friday, if they've reached their goal, they will get the punches to use. In the treasure box because they love the treasure box i don't want to take that away from them i do just want to attach it to some goal so i know what they're working towards and they know what they're they're working towards um i side note i would love to see or hear how you all do the treasure box in your classrooms please leave a message (laughs) send an email i just would love to know how you all are doing it in your classroom now my last reflection is that i realized mid-year that I needed to pursue some continuing education. One of the things that I want to do continuing education in is the science of reading. And I also kind of realized talking to um, um, a fellow educator that that I needed to do an add-on endorsement <laughs> in, for my license. So right now I'm just licensed for K through 12 ESL. But just talking to other teachers, they have, endorsements and gifted, they can teach you know elementary K through five. And I realized that I needed to pursue some continuing education. I am so tired of going to school. <laughs> I promised myself that I just I won't ever go back to school, but I realized that that was unrealistic. So this year, while teaching my younger students, I knew, in addition to what I just mentioned, that I needed some explicit instruction in how to teach reading. And I was like, wow, I need this, like, bad. Like, you know, so, <laughs> and I realized that. And, and one of the things I said, I'm going to ask for help. So thankfully, I reached out to our ESL coordinator. He was able to send me to uh, Orton Gilliam's um, training, which was amazing. i so grateful to be able to attend that. And that was a week-long training to just give me the foundation and um, gave me so many resources on how to teach the science of reading to the students. I'm going to do continuing training on it throughout the school year to refresh, to kind of keep me going. Um, But I'm really excited to implement that this school year with my students. Also over the summer, I will be planning my lessons based around what I learned in those sessions. So I can't be, I'm really excited to share that with you all. And I also have planned to attend um, school in January to get an additional endorsement in K through five elementary, it's a lot easier to get it in middle school endorsements here in in Tennessee. I can just take a Praxis for that. So, but I will actually have to go and take additional courses for K through five. So, I'm going to start that in January. So, can't wait to share that journey with you all as well. As you can see, what I did was really simple. I thought about some areas of growth and just came up with some clear action steps that I can take to make sure that I'm moving towards those goals. I want to encourage you all to think about the school year or even last year in college if you're a new teacher and determine some areas of growth and then decide on two to three action steps that you're going to take. I also want you to download the ultimate guide to a successful school year to help you with this process as well. I want to end today's episode by asking you, do you think that it would be beneficial to reflect and if you do why do you think it's beneficial i want to encourage you all to share that in our facebook community my adventures in esl i want to thank you once again all for being here i will see you all next episode and i hope you have a wonderful week bye thank you for joining me this week on adventures in esl Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today and remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learners. See you soon.